Hello, I'm Alberto Salvato. Welcome to Crime Time, a Virginia criminal law podcast. I'm here with Anna Dvorak, Anthony Norse, and Ann Thayer. Enjoy the show. So here it is, legal disclaimer, because we are lawyers and we've got to write one. So if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. We sincerely hope you are listening to this podcast for its entertainment value and not with the intention of acquiring legal advice for any individual case or situation. I mean, come on, you wouldn't take advice from someone you have never met or spoken to directly, right? If you were bleeding profusely, you wouldn't listen to a podcast in hopes of a bandage somehow materializing over the internet and onto your 3D printer. Seeking actual legal advice can be just as important as a tourniquet. The hosts of this podcast are in no way intending to create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. Sorry, we are sure you all are great people, but we cannot stress enough how little we know of you and your case. And rather than risk an awkward moment, let us just remember we have never met. Nothing on this platform should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. We are just a group of friends with differing opinions and viewpoints, which we will try to explore through discussions of current events, law changes, and whatever else floats our fancy. In this episode of Crime Time, what seems to be the problem, officer, is the question we're going to answer. So today we're going to talk about what you do when you are stopped by the police. How do you behave? We're not going to talk about exactly what you've been stopped with necessarily, but we're going to ask, we're going to ask each other, how would we respond when we're pulled over? by the police, because that does happen even to completely innocent lawyers driving along at exactly the right speed limit. So to kick it off, Alberto has some great stories, I'm sure, about all the times he's been mistakenly pulled over by the police (laughs) in a clear case of racial attorney Um, profile. Mistakenly? (laughs) Well, I did once get pulled over after making a deposit at my bank and driving away, and the police officer pulled me over and said that the bank called in a suspicious driver in a suspicious vehicle and i'm like i just made a deposit but anyway that's <laughs> that, was a, that was a strange time of my life i couldn't so believe you're saying it there is a chance they were right <laughs> I, I don't know what i mean i was driving a cadillac at the time it was a 1983 cadillac uh, andrew kersey would be so proud of it uh but it did have three different colors on it well three different shades of primer but still <laughs> i didn't think that they needed to call the cops on me i made a, de- a deposit and the check was good. So, <laughs> so let me, and, let's start with this. Like, what do you guys tell people to do with their hands? Because I know not everybody's in agreement on what people should do. And people have very strong opinions about this. So what do you guys think? Well, I think the most important thing is to make sure the officer feels safe as he's coming up to the car. So I tell people, and I do it myself, if I were to ever be stopped, uh, to keep your hands visible. Nice I think name, the, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> the, the easiest way to keep the hands visible, I'd say, is to put them on the steering wheel. I have a, a friend who actually puts his hands outside of the window. He rolled down, rolls down the window, puts his hands Hi, outside. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just putting your hands in plain sight so the officer can see that you're not grabbing for anything is probably a safe thing to do. I usually say to go ahead and get your license and your registration unless you notice that the police officer is immediately out of the vehicle. As Tony said, you want to have your hands visible. And, and I also tell them to put your hands on the steering wheel. But usually the police officers are running your license plate at the side of the road before they get out. The reason they're doing that is they're going to try to see if the driver has any outstanding warrants or if there's anything else going on with the vehicle that they should know about prior to approaching a driver for their own safety and whether or not they need to call in a backup officer. Um, so they're doing that and they usually take some time. So while they're doing that, uh, you usually have enough time to get your license or registration. But if you notice that they're coming up to the car, it's very smart to uh, be aware of your surroundings and keep your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. 
know, Tony and I had this conversation. It was interesting. I, I, I said the same thing to Tony about get prepared, have your registration readily accessible so you can have it out. And Tony was like, nah, I wait for the police to ask me for the wallet or for the ID. And I tell them, yeah, I have an ID. It's in my wallet. And I had them watch me get the wallet out because, you know, if you think about it, if it's, if they can't see your hands and they see you making movements inside the car, some police officers, and I'm not sure it happens with everyone they pull over, but some police officers may be a little skeptical whether or not this person is actually getting their wallet or getting their registration, especially if your registration is in the glove compartment and you're reaching yeah. over to get that. I mean, that looks like, or it could be, and you never know, you have a young officer with not so much experience. He might uh, default to, uh, this person might be carrying a weapon. So Right. He might be going for the gun in the glove compartment instead of going to the registration. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. You see a lot of bad stops like that. Like all of a sudden the police officer gets super aggressive because uh, some movement did not seem right to him when he, as he approached the car. Speaking but, of that, so we've all seen officers who have people, you've seen videos, whether it's on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, or, you know, even po- regular police videos that get published where people won't, won't roll their windows down. What do you guys think about that versus having your right people that just roll it a crack or won't roll it down versus the people that will roll it down all the way so they can have a conversation with an officer? I'm okay with rolling it just enough to get your license and registration out. I think it really depends on certainly what interaction you want to have. I heard tell of many years ago that there were some hypothetical older attorneys that may have been having a little bit too much to drink, getting pulled over by the police. And that hypothetical older attorney rolled down his window just to crack and gave his license and registration. Police officer asked him to step out of the car. He didn't make any response. He didn't do anything. He refused to get out of the car. Police officer said, come on, please. They, they knew each other. He wouldn't get out. So the police officer broke his window and pulled him out. So when they went to trial, that case got thrown out in court as for not enough um, evidence of, in that case, with DUI, because there might have been a smell, an odor of alcohol. So sometimes that attorney was trying to already trying to think up his defense for a DUI. And so the rolling down your window a crack, you may get out of whatever case you've been charged with or may get charged with, but you may end up with a broken door and a broken window and all those other things. So if you do roll down your window a crack, you might be sending a message that there is something that you do not want the officer to see. And if you don't roll your window down at all, you might be charged with obstruction of justice. There's actually a case in Virginia where a woman refused to roll her window down after several requests, and she was actually charged and convicted with obstruction of justice. So you could end up getting more charges and also, uh, police officers have the right to ask you to get out of the car uh, during a traffic stop. So if you're trying to play games with not rolling down the window, you could potentially make matters worse for yourself. And speaking of getting out of the car, don't do that until an officer instructs you Ooh. to do that. It puts them in danger. It makes them think you're going to react in a bad way towards them. Even if you have no intention of doing that, it, they're looking out for their safety and yours. And it's not a good situation when you get out before they've instructed you to do so. And if you're a passenger... Just shut up. Don't say a word. You're not going to help your buddy. It's never going to help. You Don't get out of the car. If your buddy gets out of the car, it's just going to aggravate the situation. And it can get you charged because where they might just yeah. have been looking at whatever a ticket or an arrest for the person driving. We've seen people arrested for drunken public assault on officers. Um, obstruction of justice, all sorts of things, um, or they end up getting doing something else and then get searched and have drugs on them or, you know, things like that. And it leads to charges against that person. So less is more. We always mm-hmm. advocate you have a right to remain silent um, and not have things used against you. So exercise that constitutional right. Be aware of it and know that you don't have to 
give out statements to the police. And you have a right not to uh, consent to any searches of your vehicle. Like if you don't want your vehicle to be searched, you can say no. If they decide to search it against your wishes, that's their choice. And that's kind of something that you can deal with in a court of law, but that's, that's their choice. Now, a lot of people will ask, and we see this all the time on YouTube, that can I videotape my encounter with the police? I've got my cell phone up there. I'm going to videotape the whole encounter. It, you are allowed to do that. There are some officers that will be upset about Let's it. We've seen that. Those videos. You can do that in Virginia. Some states may have other laws, right, but in right. Virginia, you can't. Check your local state laws. <laughs> This is right. So this is a Virginia pot, Virginia law podcast. I do think that while I'm not speaking as a lawyer for any of those other places, but, <laughs> but seeing, but reading in the, in the good old newspaper and in different uh, publications, we see that in general, there, you have a right to videotape things that happen in public. It, it's a public space happening in the public area, just because it's in your car, you, you don't have that right to privacy. It's, it's a plain view, as we say, like you don't have a right to privacy if you have drugs or a gun lying on the on the passenger seat in plain view of a police officer, people can video, passerbys can video the police. I can't tell you that police react, some police officers don't react professionally to that. Some take it in stride. They understand that that's part of living in the 21st century is most of your life, whether you're in a store, whether you're anywhere else, most of our lives are now on videotape somewhere. And that's just a reality. Um, many of our officers now have body cams. I was going to say that those cameras include the police body cam and the dash cam. And I've seen situations where somebody tells the police, I'm going to record this interaction. And the police say, that's fine because we're recording it too. And so uh, I think uh, that, that gets to your point that everything is going to be on camera at some point. Which brings us to another point is everything you're saying is probably being recorded. You fighting with an officer, you being rude, calling an officer names, getting angry. Guess what? That's not going to help you when you go to court. It doesn't help you in helping the officer form a decision on what, what whether they're going to give you a ticket, make an arrest, give you a warning, let you go, call in backup. Like it, it doesn't help your situation at all. Be respectful, be polite. Don't say anything more than you have to say. And if you get charged with something, call one of us and let us fight for you. You're, yeah. You're not going to win your case in the court of the street it just doesn't happen there's no court out there it's just take your ticket oh and and don't not sign that summons because you think you're admitting that sign you know the summons you sign it and that's it i think the law there's a new change there's a new law you don't yeah. have to sign the summons actually because the, it became such a first of all the signing of the summons became such an issue people were like am i admitting to something Am I being arrested? Because when you read this, you read that on the summons, it often says, you know, sign here shows that you've been arrested, even though it's a summons or- It's a promise to appear or something. Right. Promise to appear. But that wasn't explained to everybody. I mean, you're out on the side of the road. Most people- Emotions are high. Getting and, or they're just scared and they don't so, know what they're Let's be honest. Like we know some really great officers who take oh, yeah. time to explain those things. And I think we all know some that maybe don't. My dad was a detective slash cop for 30 years. And he was always really great, especially the stories I've heard. But there, I know he worked with some people that maybe weren't so great and they're not as patient and they don't take as much time to explain things. And when you're nervous and you're scared and you don't understand what's going on and you're thinking about how much it's going to cost you or that you might be going to jail if you're convicted or lose your license, guess what? You're not thinking as rational with things and you're not understanding what's in front of you if someone's not really there to explain it. And if someone's charging you with something you may not be as inclined to listen to them when they say, oh, you're not admitting anything. It's just your you know, promise to come to court on the date that's listed here. And I, and I can't tell you how many times I've 
had a consultation and the complaint as a police officer was extremely rude and wouldn't let me talk and wouldn't do this, wouldn't do that. And when I get the body cam in the video, it's completely different. And I don't think it's it was a purposeful fib or a lie. It's just that when you're getting pulled over, your brain is just interpreting and, and absorbing things completely different than normal because it's you're nervous. It's not normal to get pulled over. It's uh, a high it's high anxiety and you start having different reactions to that. And get it. We know. So I'll tell you guys a story from when I was 16 (laughs) and I just told you my dad was a cop slash detective and my mom and my dad, I think I forget who it was. They made me take my brother to work and I didn't want to do it. And I drove him to work and I didn't have my shoes on and I'm over by Potomac Mills. I grew up in Woodbridge and the cop pulls me over for speeding and he takes my license, reviews it, gives me the license back and says, I'll get you the ticket. So guess what I do? I drive off. And he gets right behind me and pulls me over again. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, you said you'd get me the ticket. I thought you were going to mail it. I don't know. I've never been in trouble before. I'm 16. (laughs) And this officer looked at me like he couldn't tell if I was just that stupid or if I was like lying and playing games and messing with him. And then he finally was like, sit there (laughs) until I give you the ticket. And so I sat there, got the ticket. And then I tried to prepay it being all slick. And of course, my father found out about it and somehow got it the conviction overturned and got the money back, but he kept the money and said it was a lesson to me for getting a ticket in the first place. So that kind of sucked, but we get it. Like we've all done silly things. It's it, when you cop stop or stop you, you're nervous. You're scared. You got so many things going on and you do stupid things. The, the point of us try doing this podcast and getting information out to you is we understand that. I think most officers understand that, but if you can be respectful and be polite and follow their commands at the end of the day, it gives us at least something to work with. If you are charged and there is a constitutional violation or legal issue that we can fight. And I also say that some of Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. I was just going to say to follow on with what Ann was saying, I've had officers who will go out of their way to try to get a good outcome if somebody was super polite and cooperative. I had somebody who was going really fast, uh, close to 100 miles an hour charged with reckless driving, but he was, the officer said, this was the most polite person I have ever encountered. And he encouraged the prosecutor to reduce that one down to a simple speeding. Uh, so if you go out of your way to be polite and courteous to the officer, it's going to pay off most likely when you do get to court. Yeah. I- I very much agree. Now, one of the things that we sort of haven't talked about is time of day really matters with the traffic stop. So, you know, during the day, your typical daytime stop, you know, they're less fraught with danger. There's just everything is more well lit. Most people are going to and from work or school. There's less chance of people being drunk drivers, things like that. But at night, it's harder for people to gauge both police officers and people to gauge the safety of a situation. I know there's been a, certainly a case in the news about, you know, a trooper pulling over a woman who the case got dismissed, but he, he pulled over a woman and she decided to drive a little farther than when he wanted to pull her over because it was nighttime and she wanted to pull over in a lighted area. And I know we've all heard just, you know, in, that at night, if you're a woman or by yourself, that you should pull over into a lit area so it's safer for you with a police officer. But police officers don't always agree with that advice. What What do you guys What do you guys think in that situation? So I actually was talking to a different officer about that case, and he said that part of the concern was she kind of slowed down and then started to drive again, and that got the officer wondering what's this woman doing? He said if she had put the flashers on, he would have been more at ease that this person is acknowledging that I'm trying to pull them over and that they're just looking for a safe place to go to. So 
what do you guys think about putting the flashers on when you get the blue light special in back of you? I think if you're not going to stop right away because you're concerned for your safety, I think that's the best thing you can do is number one, slow down. Don't speed off to go find somewhere to pull over, like slow down and put your flashers on. And I think if you're able to explain to an officer, you really were afraid and you've done those things, it takes the edge off for them about the fact that you were trying to elude them or disregard their attempt to pull you over. I think though that I think that there's a sense in the public and not so much with the police that there's this common knowledge that you can just drive someplace well lit and that everybody should do that. And I can definitely say that police don't always carry that same information. And as Tony said, in this case, there was a slowdown. She explained the original slowdown because of she thought the lights behind her were an ambulance when she realized it was a police officer. Then she drove off to, at a slow pace to a lighted area. And that whole interaction went particularly poorly. But I wouldn't tell my clients necessarily to drive to a lit area in that situation just because I might say you can do that, but a police officer may be very suspicious of your behavior and that might lead to a difficult uh, situation. So I don't know the right thing. I really don't know the right way well, to tell people what, the, what in that situation. The other thing is we're in Northern Virginia. There are lights and roads and you know it's pretty rare like there are probably some areas that aren't as well lit or or maybe don't seem as safe to pull over but for the most part <laughs> in this area most of our roads have shopping centers lights traffic, traffic. lights there's yeah tra- <laughs> i was gonna say traffic um, traffic <laughs> i mean so you gotta think about where you're at too i'm not saying there's nowhere in northern virginia you can't be stopped where it's pretty dark and you're afraid of of where you're at there are parts of northern virginia that are like that but for the most part there's there's not as many areas like that so i think the safer thing is pull over right away as safely as you can so that you avoid the risk of any more, more or worse charges than what you might have been looking at to begin with. What about if somebody's afraid that maybe somebody's impersonating a police officer and just uh, has fake blue lights in the car and is trying to hurt them somehow? I was talking to one officer who said that during a traffic stop before the driver pulled over, she actually called 911 on the officer in back of her. <laughs> to verify it was a legitimate officer. Uh, do you think that's a concern? I think it's. I think there have been cases of uh, police impersonators out there. So yes, it's a valid concern, but it's hard to fake a, like the paint job. You know, there's, it's got to be within reason. I have never seen an undercover cruiser in Fairfax or Loudoun County or anywhere where it's like the old movies. They just put that one light on the top of the car. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they got, you know, hey, uh, you know, Detective Adams put the light on and they, you know, that just doesn't happen. So, I mean, within reason, yeah, I get it. But there are some cars that have that spotlight that they put on the side and it'll look like an old Crown Vic and, and they people do try to make it look like a police officer. It's a problem. So, I can see that being an issue, but boy, it better be, you know, it better be something. It better well, be I can tell you that when my, I let it, my little brother was in high school, there was a kid that he knew that. Uh, was charged in juvenile court for impersonating a police officer because he was pulling people over in our local area. And then he pulled them over and used the, the fake, the, the light. And then this is the one that you put on the top. People pull over and then he'd walk up to the car and look at them. And he was, of course, 16, 17 years old and would go, neck bone it was a... Uh, wow. <laughs> Pretty, pretty bold, pretty bold. Neckbone, does that have some sort of meaning? I mean, it was sort of like the idea that you know, it's like you know, like you, you like you turn your head, it's like ah, I, I, it's like total jokes on you or something. I don't know, like the kids these days or those days. But uh, yeah, he did get charged and spent some quality time with the juvenile system. Um, but yeah, but there are, but there are also people like that of a certain age that 
who may not have impulse control that may decide that that is literally the funniest thing that they could possibly do. Um, and it's totally frightening to um, the rest of the world. And of course, there are also bad actors that, you know, target target women. But most, you know, but you you see this all, the impersonating police officer is a thing, but it's, I wouldn't say it's rampant in Northern Virginia. And I agree with Anne that most places are lit. I, I would feel uncomfortable. I think with the ladies case, which we were talking about, she would have had to pull over on the side of, you know, 495. She was getting off at the Bandorn train exit, I believe. And that's that's at two o'clock in the morning. That's a pretty unsafe area. Just being off of 495, people don't see you. People are blurry eyed. I can understand wanting to drive into into Kingstown, which is where she ended up driving into, and being in a lit in a lit place that wasn't highly, you know, in a sort of dangerous highway area. And I I can understand that. But the problem is, an officer doesn't know that that's what somebody's thinking, and it can cause more issues. Well, and there's no and there's no way to communicate to that officer. I mean, as as Tony said, you can call nine one one and say I'm being followed by an officer is an officer behind me, but that's not necessarily that 911 will tell you what's going on or they'll even know because they're not necessarily attached to that particular trooper in this case. And like what we were saying before, if you put the flashers on, that is a way to communicate to the officer that my intentions are to pull over. uh, And that makes them, I think, a lot more at ease that this is not going to be an eluding situation. And when you do pull over, try to pull off the road. Like you see people stop sometimes where they're like half in the lane and that sort of thing. That causes a lot of danger out on the roads and it take it causes traffic and delays and puts everybody more at risk. So when you're pulling over and when you go to leave after you've been giving a warning or the officers let you go or you got a ticket, make sure you're putting on your turn signal and getting out of there safely too, because I've seen people almost cause accidents. Once they've gotten their ticket, you drive off angry or you're not paying attention because you're still freaking out about the ticket or whatever just happened with the officer. And then you're almost causing an accident and maybe you get pulled over again or hopefully don't injure anybody. So you got to be aware of your surroundings when you're getting pulled over, both at the beginning and at the end. I remember one case, I don't know why I thought about it, but when you said parking in the middle of the road, uh, <laughs> it was one case I, I, I witnessed one way or the other where it's on it's on cruiser cam. So they see the lights come on and the way it works in, in Fairfax County specifically, once the police officer puts the lights on on the cruiser, the, the video is always recording, but it will actually start saving what it's been recording 30 seconds before the lights were put on and continue going until the police officer turns off the, the camera. Well, I had I, I saw this case where a police officer stopped the car, but this car stopped literally in the second lane of 495. And you see the lights, and the officer shines the lights inside the car, and you see the driver jump into the back seat. <laughs> and you see the passenger and the driver literally arguing, arguing with each other, like screaming. The passenger's like, you got to go. Get, move it to the side. So the passenger then gets into the driver's seat and pulls the car over to the shoulder. And they both got charged with DWI. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I saw the poor passenger who uh, he came out okay. Because I think under the circumstances, the officer was telling them, pull over, pull over. He was afraid that it was going to get worse. So he got into the, pat- the driver's seat and pulled it over. I mean, this is getting off track, but that goes towards soberness in my mind. If you have right. the wherewithal to move the car out of the road. Yeah. But if you know this is a bad idea. <laughs> but, but it's not it's one thing not to do when a police officer, officer pulls you over is to get out of the driver's seat and try to get in the back. Don't do that. It never works. <laughs> yeah, so I will another say bad this, thing to but... do is to switch driver and passenger while the car is still moving. That's right. a bad idea as well. <laughs> I think you've seen that, haven't you? It's sad that I think probably we've all seen that. 
think we've all seen a lot of things, especially Indeed. in traffic court. Yeah, and if you're going to fall asleep, make sure you put the car in park before you fall asleep at an intersection. But when we we're telling you guys like to be polite and generally don't drive or if you get sleepy, pull over and park your car. You're right. Don't listen to Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) And we're telling you guys also to be compliant and polite with the police does not mean in any way, shape or form that means talking to the police about anything, making statements, consenting to search your car. You can be polite and say no. You can say no. Thank you. So one other thing you should not do, you should not offer the police money to let you go. Because uh, that's a nope. separate crime. Ever, yeah. Which brings now, up another thing. There are pol- um, officers, um, federal officers, military, different people that try to offer their credentials and different things to get themselves out of trouble. And I'll tell you, sometimes that works and sometimes it makes it worse. I think we all have had cases where that's helped somebody get out of trouble, but there's also cases where it's caused you more issues. So I do have one colleague that we may have spoken about before that has firefighter credentials that are uh, prominently displayed on the dashboard of his car. He doesn't actually show it to the police, but he does have it in a spot in his car where it can be seen as soon as the officer comes up to the window. Those darn Raven's hands. Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are there any final words for everybody as we talk about what you should or maybe shouldn't do if you get sought by police or you see those lights on behind you? I'd say just what we talked about before, be polite and courteous but don't give them any extra information and always make sure you call a lawyer. Yep, I agree. But during the traffic stop, call the lawyer after the traffic stop is over. Well, that's the most Tony's ever said, and he hit that spot on, so I think that's a wrap. Okay, let's uh, go ahead. uh... Thanks for joining us on Crime Time. Please join us again for our next episode. (laughs) 